What? Oh, shoot. Dude, my dad helped make that game. Wait, are you serious? Yes, he was in the video game business. Continue. All right. Oh my god. Okay, 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 okay. Small world. I'm 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 getting I got chills. You got chills? chills. No 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 continue. This is Welcome to Error 404, Birthday Not Found, the only podcast about birthdays from a girl who doesn't have a birthday. Welcome. My name is Michelle. I was found in China. I don't know my birthday. And so I am interviewing people who have birthdays so I can find the true meaning of birthdays. And today we're talking with someone who is younger than me, an advocate for Asian American artists everywhere and is launching his very own card slash board game very soon, specifically August 20th, Justin wow. Rickefort. Wow. Hello. Thanks for having me. And also, that was great. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you so much. That's like, that's like premiere right there. Like, I'm, I'm already listening to this in my car. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Michelle definitely knows how. She's got this. Like, I can't wait Thank to you. hear the rest of these episodes. But Dude, hello, this is everyone. so much fun. I, I love what you're doing. Board games are kind of going out of there, I feel like, because everything's online. We're going into VR. But I love how you're grounding us in reality with this board game. Everyone shares one butt game. Kickstarter soon, August 20th to September 20th. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in pre-ordering a copy, we'll be retailing our base price at $35. And then um, we're shipping around the U.S. Sorry for international folks, but we're working on it. But just... So if you guys are in and around L.A. and you just want to try this game, follow Justin on Instagram at Everyone Shares One Butt Game. I got the go to one. It was so great. Yes. So much fun. So, Justin, you're a creative person. What if your birthday has something to do with the life path that you took? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Do you know the number one song that was playing on your birthday? Mm, I, I do not. I have no idea. So I can't actually play this song because, you know, money. But uh, your song was actually a pretty sad song from an artist you might have heard about once or twice in your lifetime. One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. It's a slow burn. What genre did you think your, uh, your birthday song was going to be? I, I had no clue, but honestly, hearing that it's it was a Mariah Carey song feels like, feels kind of fateful. <laughs> Does it? it? It reminds me that my mom and my grandmother's musical tastes have been very consistent since I was born. <laughs> what? Wait, really? That yeah. was just a random coincidence, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe... How I... so? How does Mariah Carey relate to you? It must have been in like college when I was a little bit more like active, more extroverted. I, I would just sing songs in the car and I really mm-hmm. needed to know what like my karaoke go to songs. As you should. Everyone should know what karaoke go to songs that they have. What's yours? Yeah, Mariah Carey is up there. Yes. <laughs> um, it's uh it's, it's Shake It Off and Always Be My Baby. Yes. Also recently coming back into because of the Always Be My Maybe. Featuring Randall Park and Ali Wong on Netflix. What what song. Asian represent? Yeah, Asian representation. <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, me and my girlfriend saw her at Disneyland. What? Um, we just saw her. That was 
Okay, so if anyone's in, in any theme park, if they see a crowd of people like just coming in en masse as a unit, there's probably a celebrity there. Well, okay, so do you listen to ballads? Ballads are like the pop opera, you know? Like it's when all of your, every emotion in the fiber of your being like comes out in a song. Exactly. And so I, yeah, I'm for ballads. Ballads, yeah, underrated. So underrated. How you are with, um, with movies? To, to an extent. It's, it's funny because my background, my academic background is in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't say I'm near, not even close to a person who watches a lot of movies. It's like, hard. There's just so many things. Do you happen to know the number one movie that was on your birthday? Justin Rickerfort was born December 29th, 1995. So he's pretty much a whole year younger and more successful than me. It was pretty revolutionary for the time, I think. Titanic? Is Titanic the movie? <laughs> no, it's not. not that was uh, 92. This Ooh. is the number one movie on your birthday was 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam. Oh my have you ever gosh. seen? Yeah. Have you ever seen this movie? I've, I've heard of it. All the video essays talk about this. I do know Terry Gilliam. He hails from Monty Python, right? Yeah. Did you love yeah. Holy Grail? That's one of my favorite comedies. Oh, yeah. The first time I watched that film at a friend's house, I think I was like nine. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is, what is this movie? <laughs> like, this, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. Right. It's, it's, he does all those trippy things. He, the concepts of dreams and reality. I, I love that kind of stuff. And, Brad Pitt was in the movie. Bruce Willis. Uh, do you do you resonate with any of them? <laughs> I guess I wouldn't resonate specifically with Brad Pitt, but okay. I do like be the fact that Twelve Monkeys was the most popular movie on my birthday because, yeah, I do know of Terry Gilliam to break the mold and play around with what people expect, and exactly. I do think that's the kind of that's the kind of vibe I totally resonate with. Okay. Do you know who won the Oscar for Best Picture on the year you were born? Can't guess. We actually share the same one. It's Forrest Gump. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Does this this movie, does it encapsulate all of 95? I wonder. Like, I, I resonate to this one. Whatever situation you're in, you, could, you find it in yourself to get out and do what you want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, very interesting. That drive. I have a I have an interesting take on that movie as well. It's it's How so? it's, it's pretty um it might be opposite of yours honestly. No way. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I never saw this when I was younger. I hadn't watched Forrest Gump until maybe just like a year ago. Really? Um, yeah. And I I knew like maybe all of the trappings, like the memes and all like the beats of the film, oh. and, but I hadn't really gotten into the specificity of it. And so right. I watched it for the first time. I was a uh, I was a little I, I kind of didn't like it. I kind of wasn't into it. No way. Yeah. And I think the reason why was because I felt that maybe in kind of the environment we live in now, to see Forrest Gump or the filmmaking of Forrest Gump as, um, you know, because there's, there's parts that are staged where, like, Forrest's interactions with the world are comedic. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I was, like, if it was very, uh, was it friendly to those, to folks who might be, you know, disadvantaged. It is dated. Yeah. It is very dated. Yeah. So it's like if I'm watching this like in 2018 and I'm like, oh, man. But I, and it, it also gave me perspective. I mean, I didn't just hate it or anything like that. I was like, wow, this is the film, you know, that was really popular back then. So it gave it's me probably context. your expectations. 
Yeah, totally. And I was like, wow, it, it also shows just how fast movies and attitudes move. Um, right. And how they, this, whatever film we could be watching when we're younger does get embedded into a level of nostalgia. Um, and like the films that I, I didn't really watch that many Disney films either. So when mm-hmm. folks like talk to me about like, oh, you know, like, how did you not watch the first Lion King and stuff like that when the new one comes out? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I really don't have that same feeling you do for this film. That's fine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Everyone has a different experience. And uh, I guess I, I was the opposite. I grew up more in movies. And so I, I love Disney films. But that's really cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I do love movies, right? I went to school for it. University of California, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tritons represent, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> our professor is really cool. And he would talk about the films that he and his wife would see every weekend. And we were talking about that film. And he said, you know, everyone, films and literature are the same thing. And so, okay, fast forward a little bit. And I'm, I switched to my film major. And there are certain elements of learning about film, like in the theory and, and sort of the, um, that we're, we're trying to be molded into becoming these people as well. You just mean only hearing white people stories? Yeah. And so... It came at the exact perfect time where I started um, interning at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. I saw Asian people like on the screen, like every day, <laughs> like three Asian films with potentially hundreds of Asian people on the screen. That's incredible. Every day. And then I re- it occurred to me, I was like, whoa, I haven't been seeing people who look like me, like for the majority of my life um, mm. up until that point. And so... Anytime I would make a film, it would be on the, one of the biggest goals would be how can we get more people on screen with diverse narratives? What's the worst depiction of Asian American identity in in film? Scarlett Johansson (laughs) in Ghost in the Shell. It's an anime. Mm -hmm. And the the character of Major doesn't have to be tethered to them being Asian. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that, that they have an Asian name is an opportunity for Definitely. filmmakers to put an Asian face on something, especially if the property is Asian, intellectual property is Asian, instead of just making it a bankable, and in this case, white star. Um, oh, it's all about money, though. They have, yeah. to, they have to have a star name, and there are not enough Asians right now to bring in enough people to watch. Right. Because our, our whole view, you know, for the last 50, 50 to 100 years has been white people, white people, white people stories. When, when, when folks say, like, maybe there's, there's not opportunity to see that, I was like, well, when you have an Asian story, you know, that was made in Asia, um, why not? Why not put some Well, they already whitewash in Asia, know. too. Yeah. Like yeah. the Death, Death Note movie. Right. It kind right. of makes sense that they use white people, even though they shouldn't. But mm-hmm. that's how the anime was. They was whitewashed. People rarely ever talk about the Asian demographic in general. Like when we, mm-hmm. we talk about politics or anything like that, we talk about, you know, the black, Latino, vote, uneducated, white, poor. Educated. We're in the gray no area. We get Asians. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because people think that we don't vote. It's like, well, maybe we would be voting if people thought we could be part of the process, like just in the, the audio visibility of it, too. Like, let's hear how these folks are getting involved or anything like that. Anyway, that's a kind no, of a exactly. Sidebar. Exactly. But, yes. Well... Do you know the number one board game in 1995? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't even know what last year's board game was. It is Settlers of Catan. 
Oh, are you serious? Dude, Isn't that's wild. that in? So it's weird. Settlers of Catan is kind of a little card game, just like Justin's game. And you have little tokens and, you know, they do use dice, which is different, but it's more of a trading game. I yeah. think that's so interesting how even, the, you know, you didn't know, but maybe that could have had an influence. Did you ever play that game as a kid? You know what? I've never played that game. And, you know, I have so many friends who are so into board games mm-hmm. and I haven't been in a scenario yet where we were able to play that game. Do you know the celebrities that were born the same day you were? Ooh, oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. This is the thing where it's like, as as you like look up the news and you see people who are like your age, you're like, whoa, okay. Like, you can't help <laughs> but be comparative about like where you I'm, are. No, no, this is not to hurt you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just to like, I, I feel like it's an inspiring thing. Like you find someone who's really interesting who was born the same day you are. So Jude Law, Allison Brie. Ted Danson and John Voight. Okay, I knew about some of these. I knew about some of these. And yeah, who do you know? That's that's really funny, Jude. I knew about Jude Law. I knew mm-hmm. about um, Ted Danson. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I knew about Alison Brie. But have I you seen Bojack know. Horseman? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, she plays Diane. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's the one searching for Asian, which I think is really interesting. It's a white woman playing an Asian woman searching for identity <laughs> and when she went to vietnam i was like this isn't right allison brie is an incredible actress but i was yeah. just like this this just doesn't sit right with me i i agree i felt the same way when i saw kubo and the two strings i remember i made a video essay um review about mm-hmm. it when it came out and i love that movie i totally agree i think the artistry is there it's just the representation isn't you know what i'm getting from what? this entire, from this conversation that I'm having with you, you were born December 29th, 1995, which was a lesser, I guess, lesser appreciated time to be born because you were born right after Christmas, right before New Year's. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that could have translated into your life as, as a person because, you know, you feel like Asian, Asian Americans are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Like you were underrepresented. Wow. You want to give them a voice and yourself and everyone else and just help everyone to the top because you know it's hard it's just you were put in a difficult place like being born asian it's it's harder i feel especially for men you know um men on dating sites there were like statistics that asian women are the most most sought out and then asian men are the least sought out wow wow it's just there's so many i love this analysis michelle first oh, that's thank a you. Bomb, bomb ass analysis i never felt personally that it was tough for me to be born then but then some folks would also say things you know all the time like you know do you get two gifts or like one something like that because they just lump it in for christmas and i never really thought about it that much until other folks like brought it up mm-hmm. um but but the connection that it may it may lead to like Maybe liking more underrated, underground things. Or yeah, you're you're an advocate for the things. underdog, and I super appreciate that. Wow, I yeah. really really appreciate that. It's it's very illuminating. I always want to find my neighborhood. I always want to know who is around me and have that yeah. awareness. Yeah, I feel like we're all alone and we're floating around. And in order to to move on, we just have to find community and bring people together and make people happy. <laughs> Yes. It's so sad. This world yeah. is so sad right now. Did you ever receive a game on your birthday? 
like a yeah. like a board game or something? Never. Oh, maybe not a board game. But always like what did you? Yeah, what if you? What's the weirdest gift? Because you were kind of a Christmas baby, kind of a New Year's baby. What was the weirdest gift you've ever received? It was actually one of the best things. Also, um, was I received a trip? My girlfriend took me on a trip for my birthday. Where? Um, we went to the Getty, the Getty Museum. In LA. Yeah, oh, I always wanted to go there. I had never been there, and but I was woken up like really early. He had brought some of my friends too. Oh, that's so nice. And you guys yeah. all got to go. Yeah. So oh, like, we're going to, I love you, like, going to a museum. To get ready. Uh, and then, and then so, so very impromptu. And then we just left. We, we went to the, we went, we spent a whole day in LA. We also went to the last bookstore, which was a pretty, a pretty cool place. To it's experience. like on the other side of LA. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so it's such I, a long drive. It was I would have just stuck day. to the west side. Apparently, LA is so hard to navigate everyone. Right. At, at a point where I didn't know um, anything about LA, so I didn't know where all these places were. I'm sure they didn't really either. But no, it's okay. We're all figuring it out. Do you know anything about the history? Do you know what happened on your birthday? And history. Okay, so here's what I know. Um, yeah. This is also how I was named. Also. Oh, um, oh, go for it. My mom, when she was in the hospital, and and even before, because it was an ongoing thing, she was mm-hmm. watching the OJ trial. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. She told me she had named me Justin based on, I, well, I forgot, was it his son? Someone's son. You could have been named OJ? <laughs> God. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. Knows? His Who son's knows? name is Justin. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, that's why my name is Justin. Is I think it was said. really interesting. I looked up your last name because I was like, Ricafort. I don't. I know you're Filipino, but I was like, Ricafort, where does that come from? And I looked it up, the origin, and it said it's Catalonian. Whoa. Isn't that weird? So it's French and Spanish. In the Philippines is a, an accumulation of a lot of people from different countries. At one point, it was mostly uh, Pacific Islanders and Spanish. Mm. But I thought that was really cool that the number one board game in 95 was Settlers of Catan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and your ca- your name is Catalonian. I, it's just so weird. I don't, I don't know how to describe that. Wait, you know that's I mean? super weird. Oh, Isn't wow. that super weird? <laughs> yeah. So in the Philippines, I don't know how 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 traditional are, is your family? Mm-hmm. I was the first born in our family to be born in the US. Wow. So they had immigrated and also... Uh, Second generation, right? Mom. Yeah, yeah. So, shouts out to my mom. Um, woo, woo. She um, she actually didn't know she was pregnant when she oh. immigrated, and so I became like a citizen before any of them got naturalized. No way. Um, yeah. Um, and this year, actually, a little bit more context. I did know my name. My la- my last name was sort of like a, a European descent because. It was my biological father's name, who mm-hmm. is is not in the picture um, right now. But I met Sorry. him for the very first time this year. Oh wow! I on my trip to the Philippines. So I I met I, from not knowing anyone who had my last name here for like twenty three years. I met my entire family who had it. My entire half of my family. Holy crap! This year, so I was twenty three. Did it feel like some kind of closure? Uh, some. Uh, not completely, okay. but in ways I didn't expect, yes. Good. Definitely in ways I didn't expect, yes. That's it, wonderful. My mom doesn't have, you know, my 
my last name. No one in my family has my last name who lives with me here. Lightning yes. round. What, what, what? All I'm right. I'm here for it. Ready? Yes. Uno or solitaire? Uno. Apples to apples or cards against humanity? Apples to apples. Clue or guess who? Guess who? Monopoly or sorry? Sorry. <laughs> Scrabble or risk? Scrabble. Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you had a dream birthday, what would you eat? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay. Like you wouldn't uh, gain weight, nothing. Choose whatever you want. What the hell would weight. you eat? I would have my grandmother's home cooking. Oh, my God. What's a favorite dish that you like of hers? Here we go. Um, shouts out to anyone who's never had this dish and to any Filipinos or non-Filipinos who love this dish. Uh, sinigam. Sinigam. Beef or pork in a broth. And the soup, it's seasoned with tamarind. So it's, mm. it's kind of like sour. And then there's some vegetables in it, like simple vegetables, like cabbage and sometimes tomato. And again, everyone's Filipino grandma, Lola, makes this different. But um, And you would typically eat this with rice. So you would spoon the soup over your rice oh. and you would just eat it with that. God damn. And then if you needed some like extra salt to it, you would put fish sauce on it. And mm. it's amazing. It's, it's, that is like my home food. Right that there. sounds incredible. I, I don't know where I can get that in L.A. Do you know? Uh, well, I know it won't be your grandma's cooking, which I'm really <laughs> upset. But well, how, where can I get down. that? I don't know yet. If Glendale. Uh, I hear Glendale and East Hollywood are the places to go for Filipino food. Yeah. I'm gonna Carson's spend, really far from L.A. I'm going to spend a whole week just looking yes. for all the spots. Um, yes. Up or otherwise. Like even the holes in the walls. Especially the holes in the wall. Oh, I got one. If you're ever in Silver Lake, go check out Spoon and Pork. It's these two guys who grew up as brothers, but they're not brothers, but they're so much like brothers. And they created this beautiful, modern, casual place to hang out and have good, comforting Filipino food. Yeah, Spoon and Pork. God, I can't wait till they come on the podcast. So, Justin, I want to talk about Everyone Shares One Butt Game. But first, can you tell everyone what are the top three underrated video games you recommend people play? If anyone knows of all these games and plays them, you'll definitely get a sense. I'm going to shine exclusively independent games. So, number one, I'll say The Binding of Isaac. Oh, my God, I played that. You played that? <laughs> yes, it's a PC game. It's where you yes. walk around and you're Isaac and you pick up things. And... Yeah, and you're, like, shooting your tears at stuff. and trying It's to great. I love yes. it. Yes, <laughs> love this game. I've sunk countless hours in this game, <sighs> and I have so much gratitude and appreciation for the for the guy who made it. because For people listening, uh, it kind of looks like Pokemon, but yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's super cute. It's a super cute art style, but but I would warn you if anyone has, like, a weak constitution, it's, it's pretty gross Dark. and gruesome There's game. stomachs and organs. Oops. And so all that stuff has really kind of informed, you know, some of the stuff in our game. So maybe you play that, and then you play our game, you're like, oh, this is similar to this, maybe that's why. Oh, um, I could see that. Yeah. 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 I can definitely um, see the influence. Yeah. So Binding of Isaac, go and play it. It's out on the Switch recently and and I've been playing it like no other, even though I've played it on my PC for so long <laughs> in high school and college. One okay, number two, I would say Spelunky. Premise of the game is you're crawling through a dungeon to get treasure and you're just going down and down and down and you're gonna die so many times. You're gonna fail so hard. But then you're gonna get so much better at the game. You keep playing, you're gonna learn things and then 
by the time you get to the end, you will cry like rageful tears of joy <laughs> like no other. It is a punishing game for sure. Oh my god. It's a rewarding game. It is a Where very can I play this game? game? It is also on um PC and Mac. Um, okay. You can get it on Steam. All right. And then <sighs> games that I highly recommend on my to do to play this week, this day, this hour if you could. Yes. Katamari Damasi. <gasps> what? Oh shoot. Dude, my dad helped make that game. Wait, are you serious? Yes, he was in the video game business. Continue. All right. Oh my god. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Small Ooh. world. Who I'm 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 getting I got chills. This you got so chills? Early for chills? No, 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 continue. Whoa. This is so cool. Wait, wait, what? Okay, okay. So I'm reading a book about the lead designer of the game. Yes. So Keita Takahashi, who's the lead designer of uh-huh. um there's a book series on um, game designers um, called Boss Fight Books, and this one is about him, the one I'm currently reading. And this game, like, totally influenced my worldview and mm-hmm. humor and, like, the way that I assess the world um, growing up. It's so up. cute. Yeah. It's and such it's, a fun game. It's an amazing game. And, and, like, the book totally dives into, like, each chapter of, like, Kata's life that influenced him to go into game design because he was originally a sculptor. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was something that was really inspiring to me because, you know, I started in film. That's incredible. Uh, for our listeners, could you describe how Katamari works? So, okay, you're not the ball. You're you're a little character named You're a little prince. prince. You're a little <laughs> prince. Got a really long cylindrical head that goes, that's like horizontally wide. Like, um, hey, Arnold. Yeah, like, hey, Arnold, there you go, perfect. <laughs> it's like a little hey, Arnold shape. Well, like, it's not a football, but it's a cylinder. Um, anyway, he's really small. What you're doing in the entire game is you're rolling up stuff. You're just accumulating things. It could be anything. You could, yeah, it's, it's like, like your ants. ball has glue or something, right? Yeah. It just picks up whatever. And then you, yeah. as you level up, you can pick up the bigger things, right? Yes, yes. Have and, you and ever then... played the, the moon version? Or what um, is the biggest one? Yeah, the biggest one, the moon. I can't yeah. remember what it is. It's the last level. So you can go through all these levels. They, tra- they travel yes. around the solar system. You can pick up everything from like a whole world of fish to a whole world of like crabs to a whole, you know what I mean? It's just so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like rolling up stars. You're rolling up the continents. It was actually like, you're like rolling up earth and the different countries on them, <laughs> like, like a world map. And I was, and it lists all the countries on a scroll, like a credit scroll. And I was like, whoa, like I get, I get, you get big enough to pick up like China and Russia and like, all it, it's also kind of like an interesting, I mean, just that part is like interesting kind of how superficial all those borders are that you pick up these like tinier countries to yeah. roll up eventually these giant ones. But then it's at that point, you just roll up everything and you're just rolling around like this water, like covered earth, like without any continents on it. And it's just, it's a mesmerizing experience, like every single scenario that it puts you in where you're rolling things up and getting bigger, but... Yeah. Do you do you like the ones where you start out really small? Because when you first play the game, you start out, you know, super small, picking up tacks and erasers and and uh, what staplers and stuff. And then you get bigger and bigger and bigger, ultimately, until the end game, which is you pick up all the continents. Did you like the smaller stuff or the bigger stuff? The first one I played was We Heart Katamari, which is like it's like the sequel of the the first one. And there is there is this one where you're rolling up. uh, You're a sumo wrestler. And you're rolling up food to gain calories so that yeah. you can be a bigger uh, sumo sumo wrestler. So I like I really like the ones that that were able to like incorporate the katamari and it's just like okay, 
You're going to make a campfire. So you're going to roll up things that are flammable. You're going to roll up like you're a snowman. You're going to build a snowman's head. So you're going to roll up like the snowman's head. And oh, that um, is smart. I never so, played that game. I yeah. always played the first one. So it was like, it was like, um, you know, the idea of just rolling stuff up is like, it's like amazing. And then when they get more specific about it, and it's like, you know, let's roll up a person. Let's roll up just animals. I'm just like, wow, that's weird. They make really... noises though. Oh you, yeah. You roll yeah. up a dog. It's kind of squeals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nervously and so sweat. how did this video game, this PS2 game influence your everyone shares a butt? So if Katamari is your, you're accumulating stuff to get bigger. Uh-huh. Um, the, the everyone shares one butt game is you start off very small and then once you get closer to your goal you realize everything is is really super crazy Ooh. um you have all of these different exits and openings you've stunned you and you're all trying to seek one ultimate goal but it's still like you still have no idea if you're really gonna win or not. yeah for our listeners can you describe what it looks like Ooh, imagine a lot of cards so um it's a board game. There's four corners, and it's up to four players. So everyone has half a torso, yeah, um, and that's their character. They and they position them towards the butt, which is right at the center of the board. Yes. And so, the cards that you're playing um, to get closer to the butt are are stomachs. So you're extending your stomach and building a path to connect to it. <laughs> it can go all over the place. I've seen games last from like 15 to like up, upwards of an hour sometimes. It depends on who you're playing with. Who, right. Like, it's because it's a game where you screw each other over and stuff like that. But but in terms of the visual aspect of it, you really do get to see like you're a very humble beginning grow mm-hmm. into this crazy thing. And it's it's the epitome of like, it's the journey, like not the destination <laughs> sort of game. I was lucky enough to go play it one day. One of the- We're doing a uh, public play testings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so much fun. Thank you so much. There's a lot of these cute little cards and you put them down and then everyone I'm surprised you guys don't use dice, which is interesting. Yeah, that's well, that's something that we are considering too and we're like, you know, balancing out at least from a game design perspective, mm-hmm. like how random do we want this game to be? Cuz mm-hmm. there's certain games, you know, like um Candyland. <laughs> I love Candyland. Yeah, Candyland is a is a beautiful game. Um where I think I, I critique it. There's certain spaces that are colored. It's like red, green, blue. Oh, you pick yellow. a colored card or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you just spin and then you go to that next color, whatever it is. And sometimes you'll like go down. You'll get farther from your goal if you have right. a certain color. But it's completely random, you know. There's no, you don't really get the agency other than picking your color or mm-hmm. to really like get into the game. But who, who knows, you know, because we could put dice, you know, in a set one day if we decide to like expand it i'm glad i'm glad well justin is there anything else you'd like to plug hello everyone i'm justin (laughs) rickefort i'm uh i make films but right now i'm a game designer and um, the game that we are currently trying to demo get tested and also succeed the kickstarter with is the everyone shares one butt game it's a game where you're a torso trying to connect your stomachs to the butt. An unpredictable path-building party game where you and your relationships and your friendships with people will be tested. But super fun, absurd game. Our Kickstarter is going to be on August 20th. It's going to last for a month to September 20th. And if you'd like to pre-order this game, please support us on Kickstarter once August 20th hits. And follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Check out our website. 
on our, our Twitter. If you find us on Tinder, right? Swipe on us because we do have a Tinder account. Yeah. Um, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go out with a butt. A butt face. Yeah. Oh, what's your favorite character of yours? Oh. You've created so many lovely character cards. What They're, is your favorite character? So I, I have a really... It'll be the first character that, that I drew for the game. It's going to be Snake. And Snake yeah? is, is the pirate character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there's a pirate character and a character with a snake head. But their names are each other's names. So, oh. <laughs> so Snake is the pirate character. And pirate is the name of the snake character. <laughs> oh my god, so funny! <laughs> so it's such a dumb joke. Everyone's just like, "I think you you did a typo on the game," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, <that laughs> it's just a dumb joke." <laughs> he was me first, yeah. I yeah. like butt face. Butt face. You know what? <laughs> um, after three days of playtesting, butt face is definitely, I think, the most popular character. Really? We're all butt faces. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, we're all butt faces, you know. <laughs> We, are, we all got butts. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you, This Michelle. was so much fun. I'm it glad you, you learned a little something about your birthday, and I'm glad I learned so much about you and, and your love for video game design and game design. And uh, it's, it, there's so much passion, and I, I, I love it. Thank you so much for advocating for us Asian Americans. We have to tell our stories. It's getting out there. It is getting out there, and we're not doing it alone. At, at, biggest lesson that I'll say for everyone that like is going through whatever they're going through, you're not doing this alone. Like, like you'll feed off of their energy, you'll learn from them, and it'll be great. It'll be a great time. Again, always find your community, your neighborhood. Those are the people who will be there for you, and you will always have a constant um, place to learn from. And we're back. Oh, my God. Thank you, Justin. I am so happy for him supporting the underdog. But don't we all support the underdog? I I have this idea that being born around a certain time of the year will just influence how you grow up as a kid. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're born smack in the middle of the holidays, it's just everyone's so busy. But if you're born near summertime, everyone's relaxed, going to the beach, LA's getting crowded. You get me. What if, uh, I, I don't mean to diminish Justin's story or his struggles, but what if it just doesn't? What if being misunderstood is just part of the human condition? Eh. So what underdog, what underrated game do you like to play? Let me know. Comment in the comments below or on Instagram at birthdaynotfound. If you have a cool birthday and want to talk about it, let me know. Email me at birthdaynotfound at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, my God. Next week, we're going to have our first chef. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited. She loves beer and seafood, has one of the most strange shared birthdays, and is my neighbor at Smorgsborg, LA. 